Hello everyone and welcome back to New Voices on Views Our Own, where we talk to talented young journalists about their work and experiences in the industry. As always, I'm here today with Misha. Hello there. And today we're talking to Imogen Brighty Potts. Hiya. Imogen is a food and lifestyle writer who is doing an MA in journalism at Birkbeck University and is the founder and editor of the Hysteria Collective. Imogen, it's lovely to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell the listeners a bit more about who you are? Yeah, so hi, I'm Imogen or Imi if you see me on Twitter and I take a lot of photos of my food. I write a lot about things that make me angry and I run Hysteria, which is just my baby and my passion project that sounds great she's definitely got some you've definitely got some great content out there so how did you first get started in the media industry and why did you decide you wanted to work with an air so I got into student journalism while I was at Southampton Uni working with Wessex Scene and The Edge. I didn't start doing really anything society-wise or like student media-wise until my second year. Um, I was involved in an accident in my second year where I got hit by a car um, and it basically made me scared. So I decided to do everything humanly possible and student media kind of came with that. So I started writing for The Edge magazine, which is an entertainment mag, and I started being a news and investigations editor for Wessex Scene. I I very much wanted to start doing things and start doing things that actually was like working towards my future and I didn't know what I wanted to do after my degree and student media kind of showed me that actually journalism is a perfectly viable option. I, I'll get back to you in a year about whether it is or not, but we'll see. <laughs> so as I said in the beginning, you're focusing on becoming a food and lifestyle writer. Why do you want to work in these parts of the industry and what other areas do you like writing about or want to write more about? So I, I love food. Food is literally my favourite thing. I it's the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is look at Food 52. I literally always have a food video on on YouTube. It drives my girlfriend mad. And I just find it fascinating. Like it's just entertaining and eating and drinking with someone is the best way to get to know them. And it's a really sociable activity. So I really want to write about that and how food should factor into people's lives. Lifestyle is obviously interesting because it covers such a broad spectrum, be that travel or like beauty and skincare. But aside from that, I really enjoy writing entertainment stuff. I have just had a piece come out on the indie about girl play by rampant collective which is a theater review i love theater so i love writing about it basically if i enjoy something why not write about it that's a great approach and i mean i've got to agree food is the best thing you've already made me think about the cake that i'll have later because one of the benefits (laughs) of being at home is you get well i at least get cake multiple times a week because my mum loves baking and so do i so that's the dream it's great all my housemates love living with me because there's just like a constant supply of baked goods like i feel like that might be the only reason I have friends but you know anyway (laughs) so in terms of what the topics you write about where do you kind of get your inspiration from and how do you find new things that you want to cover whether that's about food lifestyle or things that you want to add to Hysteria Collective so for Hysteria we have kind of a broad way of getting together ideas to write about so we post prompts twice a week and our writers can pick up any of those but equally we are a no pitch program um so you can literally just rock up be like I want to write this and I'll be like cool see it on the website and it's just a way of like building up your portfolio without having to have an instant idea and so we come up with prompts literally by looking at the news I spend a lot of time looking at Teen Vogue and thinking like have they covered that in the right way how would I like to cover it or like wow they've done a really good piece on that but what about this and just kind of lifestyle websites and news websites I take ideas from 
um, a lot of my own stuff. It is a lot of just what do I enjoy? Like, I went through a real phase of being obsessed with serial killer podcasts. Those are great. Um, We've all been there. Yeah, and for a while I was absolutely hooked on the, uh, the what's it called? It's not the Marvelous Mr. Epstein, because that's not the right phrasing at all for that man <laughs> but there's basically a podcast about jeffrey epstein and it's several episodes long and i binged the whole thing in a night and i found myself just so wound up by the fact that it was commercialized and i ended up writing a piece about it for the indie because it was something i was really into so a lot of what i do is just do i enjoy this thing yes okay well then let's write about it no that's an excellent attitude to have it's always nice when you like find something that you're curious or interested or just passionate in a good or angry way and then just having the opportunity to just get your thoughts out uh so in as you've talked about your different experiences what do you think has been the most interesting or fulfilling experience in your journalism career as of yet i think it was having someone interested in mentoring me that was the nicest feeling and having a phone call with them and saying like this is what i'm trying to do um and she took the time to spend like an hour and a half on the phone with me talking me through everything i was doing telling me how much I should be looking for for pieces and like how much my time is worth so I don't sell myself short um, and just guiding me and showing me that there isn't some secret club that show you how to get pictures like anyone can do it and just with a little bit of fine tuning your pictures can land um, and since I've spoken with her I've had I know it sounds awful but I've had more rejections than I've ever had before simply because people are actually getting back to me because they're taking me seriously. I'm not just being ignored. And I think having someone come to me and say, look, I want to help you. I want to guide you in this industry was just the nicest feeling. Yeah, I totally get that. I mean, it's it's sad that we get happy, I guess, where we get a rejection because then at least we feel like we've got, you know, a response at all. But it's definitely like, it's definitely must be a great feeling. Like, like there's a few journalists that I've spoken to who've been really helpful in that way for me as well. So completely relate to that. It's someone taking you seriously. Yeah. Yeah, it's that kind of, for me, it was, so when I was on my placement, I was kind of, I emailed loads of like editors and things at like newspapers in London I was like you do not know me whatsoever will you speak to me (laughs) and like can I come shadow you can I like hang out with you for a day and one and then so one of the ones where I went to was the Financial Times politics team shout out to them for letting me hang out with them for a day and it was so great I literally I think I rang my friend my best friend right after and I was like I've literally just had the best day of my life but then also, I then obviously sent them a thank-, thank you email. And one of them replied being like, well, I'm sure I'll see you back here si- like in a few years. And I was just like, ah, oh. like That's that was nice like, I know. I was just like, oh, my God. OK, I've not made a complete fool of myself in front of these people. And they actually think, you know, I could do this. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, so, yeah, totally relate to that. You've obviously got some experiences already. What kind of your goals going forward as a journalist? and writer do you have any publications you really want to write for or do you want to start another publication yourself or you know that kind of thing so the big big thing for me this year is working on food stuff so my my goal publication at the minute is food 52 they're just great i'd really really like to land something there i just really like to get something to do with food and lifestyle up somewhere because it's literally all i pitch and (laughs) all the responses are generally we're not interested right now so landing something in food would be great 
Um, and generally just for myself as a writer, I've been working on a novel for the last year. I'd like to make more progress with that because it's something I just seem to pick up and put down. But yeah, just kind of getting commissions and feeling like I deserve to be in the industry. Well, that's a wonderful feeling because obviously you do, as does anyone who feels like they have something to contribute and to write to express their views. Moving on to look at some of your work in more detail, I'd love to talk to you more about the Hysteria Collective because starting such a worthwhile publication at such an early stage in your career is a really impressive feat. So would you want to tell us a bit about what the Hysteria is? I know we've mentioned it before, what its aims, what sort of content it makes, and what was your process in creating it? So the Hysteria Collective is a publication and a community for women, trans and non-binary people to contribute. Anything creative, anything academic, if you want to write articles, if you want to paint a picture, you want to write a song, the Hysteria Collective is where it can go. I established the Hysteria Collective in 2019. I started working on it when I was at Edinburgh Fringe that year and I was, we had a 10 o'clock show slot and it was a nightmare because I was sat up from like 6am working on the website at our kitchen table in this dingy little Edinburgh flat and I literally no website experience trying to build that website was the bane of my life so I dragged my best mate on board who is Georgia Hunt she's our deputy editor and artistic director and she is awesome she's a photographer and freelance graphic designer and I basically was just the reason it happened was because I was so fed up of having a folder on my laptop of poems and short stories and articles that I felt like weren't good enough for publications like they weren't right for student media they just didn't have a place. And I felt like as long as I had that, I was going to be holding myself back. So I kind of, it selfishly was like, well, why don't I just build something where those can go? And I thought about starting a blog, but I was like, no one will read it. Like it won't give me any real traction. So why not start something where it's a community and a collective where we can all be putting that kind of stuff together and we can move forward and learn from that and from that we ended up with 250 writers we have over 60,000 views and we have an editorial team of six of us and it's just the most fun thing ever and genuinely every meeting we have it does feel like a little family and a lot of our writers I hope feel the same way but yeah it's just a place where you can put angry stuff emotional stuff or just arty farty stuff I definitely absolutely love it um (laughs) I think it's so great to have that the combination of like you know there's traditional articles but there's also all of the more kind of creative I guess things like you mentioned poetry creative writing anything has a place and I think that's really important in a way because obviously we're all journalists because we love writing and I think uh from speaking to a lot of other young journalists I feel like we're all really keen to like you know do creative writing as well and I guess a lot of the time there's not really that much space for that so how do you think generally that more creative things that I guess go beyond traditional journalism fit into the media and journalism industry as a whole and why are they so important? I think one of the one of the issues I think with creative writing not necessarily having a platform is because people can't as easily monetize it like when you pitch an article okay you're going to get 80 to 150 quid probably more if you have more experience um for that piece whereas no one's putting out calls for pitches for a poem and they're very personal things so it can be difficult to feel like emotionally you can monetize it so often it will just sit in your drafts and never go anywhere but creativity definitely does have a place because I feel like there's a lot of pressure in journalism to utilize your trauma to make money whereas often poetry does the complete opposite it's using your trauma to process and to heal so I think it's kind of a more sensitive way of exploring like human emotions without having to sit and do 
five hours of research and interview 10 other people you found on Twitter about their emotional issues when actually there is definitely a place for just being a person who feels things and creative writing does have that. I think that's a very good point. I mean, the idea of monetizing your trauma to try and create these articles, you know, there's a place for it, but it also can be really hard for people to go through. So it's excellent that you're providing an alternate space to the, for them to not really relive, but just process and create something that's more meaningful to them rather than profitable for an editor. So I think that's a really important feature as well. Another thing, uh, that you know, you've been open about on social media and we've talked about is this idea of balancing the you know the work you've been doing as a student at running this publication but also kind of also really using writing you know as a lifestyle as a form of adventure so what has been your experience in that in terms of pitching and writing articles for in this monetizational way so pitching for me was always a little bit was always a bit weird because i did genuinely feel like there was this special club who all had the same pitch template and all knew exactly what to say and i was just never going to be a part of that because i just wasn't good enough and i felt like everyone else knew how to break into the industry and I was just this sort of figure bobbing along in the background waiting for someone to invite me in and every pitch I was sending I was like oh god I just don't know if that's even what it's supposed to look like like what do I even say in a pitch and I was reading like what people were saying to put in pitches and was still feeling like it just couldn't be right like it couldn't possibly be that simple so I found pitching really draining I found it really just stressful and like I was never going to get anywhere with it and it wasn't until I started actually re-pitching that I found that I was okay there's this whole like oh don't pitch to more than one publication thing if publication hasn't got back to you in five weeks and you really like your article idea pitch it somewhere else <laughs> and learning that i was like okay and then i was getting interest for articles i was repitching i was like okay so the problem isn't me the problem is someone doesn't have enough budget someone doesn't want to cover that area there are still people who are interested in reading what you've got and the sooner people were able to show an interest and the sooner i was able to actually find a little bit of self-worth that was not just in pitching it was really helpful and i have like a big spreadsheet now that has everything on it and I find having it more organized and less all over the place just makes it less of like a daunting emotional task as far as like balancing life and work I've got a lot better at this I was shocking at it during uni um I started hysteria in my third year I was writing my dissertation I was on committee for like three societies I was just I had no concept of free time whatsoever and now I have quite a clear like defined idea of when I need to just stop <laughs> so I tend to work between the hours of like 9am and probably about 2pm is like my okay I'm definitely working in these hours then I'll probably go for a walk go and get a coffee I don't just sit and grind and grind and grind anymore unless I have a deadline to hit I'm, wor I'm working a few copy contracts at the minute which kind of demand a little bit more time but I definitely have got better at just like going okay well if there's no work to do there's no point in me being sat at the desk and sending meaningless pitches that's a very sensible attitude to have yeah that definitely makes a lot of sense I feel like a lot of people feel the same way you know like everyone's on twitter posting commissions and you're incredibly happy for people but then you're like oh but but me <laughs> almost like there's always that kind yeah. of not always but there can be that kind of voice in your head that then makes you think oh but does that mean i'm doing it wrong but then actually realizing that it's, it's not you that's the problem a lot of the time is i think a really important lesson that you've got to learn and then you'll that really have a really positive impact on your kind of mindset about the whole thing i was actually gonna mention the copywriting things you work on as well so how do you like I know you're quite passionate about this topic as well generally like supporting yourself as a young journalist through working in copywriting marketing things like that how did 
you what are your kind of views on that and how have that kind of I guess helped you in your life and so I got into copywriting and marketing mainly because I did a degree in philosophy and no one wanted to hire me I was one of the least employable people coming out of uni and I very quickly realized that if I was going to support myself and be able to do my master's and work as a journalist I needed something that was bringing in fairly consistent money because quite frankly pitching just isn't at the minute and so I did an online marketing course with the University of Washington yeah and it was a content strategy marketing course and I basically just learned the basics of content strategy marketing went to a few internship interviews and ended up getting a contract after an internship which I then managed to pick up a few extra freelance contracts as well and I've worked with some really cool people be that just like a one-off or for like seven eight weeks I'm currently on a 150 hour freelance contract that I'm just slowly plodding my way through basically I just needed to do something for money and I do really enjoy it like I write about such random things and I've written websites for people who I never thought I'd get to do that for and for industries that I just didn't even realize were a thing so yeah marketing and copy is quite hard to find gigs for unless you are really willing to just sell yourself I find most of mine on LinkedIn I will just post like I'm looking for copy contracts and if you see someone that's like redesigning their website chances are they need someone to write copy for it so pop them a message and say like can I write copy for your website and even if they don't want you then they might put you down and ask you in the future but I definitely say if you have the ability to work for free and you have the time to intern for free because sadly most internships are and it's a terrible symptom of a broken industry if you are able to do that i definitely say look at some of the online internship platforms and i did my internship online and she's now my boss and i've never met her but she's lovely and i love working with her that's such a healthy attitude to have and we're really glad that you've managed to make this aspect of your career a success and really allow her to you know fund and fuel the other projects that you're passionate about and able to contribute towards so well done there thank you for talking to us about it we're just going to round up now with a regular section of quick fire questions let's start off with some easy journalism ones what is your favorite publication oh probably hang on <laughs> i'm now just forgetting every publication i've ever known the name of i'm literally a journalist that's a joke um i'd say vice Good choice. And magazines or newspapers? Magazines. And when you are not writing, what are you doing? Uh, drinking coffee, drinking wine, cooking, uh, annoying the people in my life with sharing the things I've written. <laughs> that's all the good things in life though, isn't it? Yeah, that's part of the course for journalists, <laughs> just annoying people with your content. <laughs> uh, we love talking about our shows on here, so what is your favourite TV show? Well, just the show that you're watching at the moment. Uh, at the moment, I'm re-watching Schitt's Creek. Um, it's very, very good. Schitt's Creek That's why you're like the, the second best. person on uh, yeah. the show to be watching Schitt's Creek. <laughs> I need to watch it. That sounds about right. Um, and if it's not Schitt's Creek, my favourite TV show of all time is Gilmore Girls. Um, Gilmore Girls is genuinely the most comforting TV show ever. If you, if any of you guys struggle with like anxiety or struggle with relaxing, like just coming down from a day of work, Gilmore Girls is the best but thing for you because it's the most comforting TV TV show. I'm watching it. I'm re I started rewatching it this week because I was just like, oh, I love a rewatch to like have a show that you know. Obviously, you could like overanalyze the slightly odd relationships in it and whatnot. But if you if you just blend all of that out, you know, it's just so comforting and wholesome yeah. and like. Yeah, it's just really good to relax. I've been too. compared a worrying number of times 
to Lorelai Gilmore. And it is a comparison that I hope everyone continues to make because I adore her with every fiber yeah, of my Yeah, fair day. enough. That's a good, I think that's a good comparison to have, definitely. <laughs> I'll take some more questions. So, what is your dream holiday destination? Oh God, my dream holiday destination is probably either New Orleans or Nashville. Um, I'm a huge country music fan and I really want to go to Nashville. Um, I want to go to the Old Opry and probably, let's be honest, I'll take a detour and go to Dollywood while I'm there because I'm a Dolly Parton junkie um and also new orleans just because food and alcohol fair enough that sounds like some good pick so if you had the opportunity to interview anyone dead or alive ever who would you pick uh dolly parton unsurprisingly um i'd love to interview dolly i've listened to a few podcasts with her on and she is just the coolest person and also i would love to interview frank turner he is a kind of indie rock singer from winchester which isn't far from where i'm from and he's a really cool guy who does a lot of work in like advocating for women in music who've been underrepresented um and he also raised loads and loads of money for independent music venues throughout the pandemic that's great that sounds like some great interview partners definitely and some really like you could really ask some exciting questions so the most important question obviously is cats or dogs i have a massive dog and i love him to absolute bits yes the balance is now restored i'm sorry but they're just they're just bigger and cooler and you can have more fun with them well mine's small and she refuses my side so (laughs) basically my room always like um smells of her so you know but it's great yes dogs misha and me have this um mild competition going about dogs or cats two all so you've restored the balance there so well done i appreciate that a lot okay then one final one maybe what is the best advice you've ever been given about life or journalism in general anything so probably the best life advice i've ever been given which does apply to a lot of professional things as well was from my old therapist big advocate for therapy if therapy is an accessible option for you please get it it's great she basically turned around to me one day and was like Emmy it really wasn't your fault and no one else cares how you feel about this and like having someone turn around to you and be like no one cares like no one is looking at you no one is waiting to see what you do like ultimately the whole world does not revolve around you and having someone say that so you can actually be like okay so my actions can just be mine and I don't have to think about the big picture and it isn't my fault if people feel a certain way was a really great feeling because you can then just get on with your life yeah that's so true that's a really good piece of advice i'd say definitely something i need to hear sometimes yeah like that's like a good (laughs) reminder that everyone you know needs occasionally if you ever need just a boost just slide into my dms and be like imi give me the advice and i should be like no one cares Misha. it's fine (laughs) me whenever i write an article (laughs) so painful but true Thank you so much, Imi, for coming on and chatting to us. Where can our <laughs> listeners find you on social media? So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Imi Brightypots with one M. That's where all of my random musings, basically shitposting and food, end up. And you can, that's all you can find me on. Enjoy those. That's all you're getting. And you can find The Hysteria Collective at, at The Hysteria Collective and www.thehysteriacollective.com. If you'd like to write for us, please email the 
collective at gmail.com and we'll get you set up with a writer's account. No pitching, no deadlines, write whatever you like. No, those are two places you should definitely go follow and see the fantastic work that Imi and Hysteria are constantly producing. And whilst you're going to search them, you can also find us on social media simultaneously, Cheeky Little Blog, on Views Our Own, both on Twitter yeah. and Instagram. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'll be back with another two weeks for another episode of New Voices and you can find the new episode every Friday of our main show. Thanks so much for listening and we'll be back soon. Take care. Bye everyone. Bye.